mastering your emotions so you can be a safe space for the feminine mm, is yes. actually to me the art of masculinity so i would think it means two things to me one it's always like in the eye of the beholder so realize that it's okay to have a different view than somebody else two it's always being created and recreated uh i i think it means an openness to growth an openness to learning an openness to looking at what is masculinity in me and having curiosity about what parts are serving me and what parts maybe aren't serving me so well anymore. And so the art of masculinity is truly that. If you can master being a lion and a lamb, you've mastered masculinity. The art of masculinity to me means knowing how to gracefully dance between both the feminine flow and the structure of the masculine. This is The Art of Masculinity with your host, Johnny Elsasser. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. We have an amazing guest for you in Kyle Carnahan. He is a leader of Superhuman Fathers Movement. SHF is a group of fathers that are relentlessly attacking their vision to become the best version of themselves for their wives, children, and for the world. Body composition expert, coach, family man, married 20 years with five kids, skateboarder, musician, and fireman. Guys, he is, you know, no pun intended, he is bringing the heat on this episode. Kyle and I really freaking getting to just a synergistic place where we're having a great jam session. So. This is filled with a lot of gold for you men out there to hold yourselves accountable, really see yourself in the mirror and who's looking back at you and how to say that you want to make the change for the best version of yourself to start showing up in your life. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode and I'll see you around the corner. All right, everyone, welcome back to the art of masculinity. We got my brother on here, Kyle Carnahan. How you doing, man? Having an epic day, my friend. You know, some people say that and you're like, yeah, you're probably just saying that because it's like the thing to say. But like you, you're so genuine. I 100% believe you're having an epic day. <laughs> yeah, usually I say fucking annihilating life. And um, yeah. and people are like, that seems aggressive and cocky. And I'm like, well, let's walk through my morning. Would you like <laughs> that? You know, and I'll just, I'll just walk through my morning and they're like, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Annihilating life. I get it. Like, here's the thing. Like, when someone asks you how you're doing, if you're doing really, really well, like, fucking tell them. Tell the truth. Like, that will help them. You know, if it hurts someone for you to tell them how well you're doing, then you're sucking the poison out of them. Like, they need to hear that, you know? And if you're doing shitty, then tell them I'm doing pretty shitty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I think there's a it's it's really cool that we actually start with that on on this episode right now because what's really funny is that like people are so conditioned to say these stupid bullshit answers cuz they they don't want to like talk about the truth or anything but yeah. like if people just actually genuinely said how they were feeling and came at it like with you like that energy if they're really crushing they're like hey bro I'm fucking sucking today like it's not been a, a yeah. good day yeah, people would appreciate that shit more, and you'd be honest. Yeah, and then you can actually like have a conversation. Yeah, like a real yeah. one. Yeah, like, <laughs> like how many conversations you have with people that are just like so lame? Like, how uh, are you? Good. How are you? Good. It's like then you said it's like awkward, and you're just like so. But you know, it's dumb. Like that human has so much going on in him, like all kinds of problems and passion and vision and dreams but we have this like block because like we don't like trust them or we don't know them so we think like we have to hold back at arm's length i say like fuck it just let your heart out every conversation every person that you meet just like be your true authentic self and just put your heart out ready to get just smashed by a hammer like you live like that you're gonna have an exceptional life and build massive friendships and just it's just better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's scary. Fuck yeah. It's scary, yeah. but hey, you know. You're walking the in a room. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just saying, that's where the magic happens. It is, dude. Like, you walk in a room, you don't know anyone. Like, you can clam up and be like, kind of sit quiet in the corner. Or you can just 
open up, man. And just like, go be weird. Like go walk up to people, find out about them, like learn stories. Like, you know, for a lot of my life, I was always like so self-conscious about like what people thought of me in social situation, social anxiety, you know? And like, I still have it, but I'm aware of it where I'm like, Oh, I'm doing that. I'm clamming up. I'm doing that thing. So now I just go the complete opposite. And then I make the most epic connections with people. I mean, shit, we met at a freaking uh, event. Right? Yeah. yeah. Hit it off. Had a great connection there. Like loved your energy, bro. And I was like, this guy's somebody I want to be friends with. And from then on, we've been keeping in touch since then. And that's led to us hopping on a podcast, man. So it's, it is, but it, it took us both stepping out of our comfort zone to talk to one another and be like, bro, what you got going on? And you're like, what you got going on? Cool. We align and we both got great energy. Let's fucking do this. Well, and then when yeah. you care about people and you're interested yeah. in people, like, I want to know everything. Like, I want to know everything you're doing. I want to know about your kids. I want to know about your business. I want to know about your philosophy, your ideas, your thoughts, because, like, I soak that shit up. Yeah, brother. Oh, I love it, man. Well, dude, this is already starting off as fire. I got to ask you my, I got to put you through the manly round. It's my initial question. So the community gets to know you in a weird way. So I know you're going to be all about it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'm, I got like 700 milligrams of caffeine on by uh, 241. It's some days I like realize it. I'm like, oh shit, I better take it back today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Well, your first question is, what is your spirit animal and why? Oh man, my spirit animal. I kind of feel like a gorilla, bro. Cause my, my freaking arms are so long and uh, I'm, starting get, I'm starting to get back here too. <laughs> yeah, I'm 31 and I'm, my, my wife was shaving my head and then she shaved some st- black hair off my back, dude. But, oh, that's, shit. that's a terrible answer i'm so sorry that is the worst <laughs> answer. that's good i love it man i feel like you a gorilla. resonate with it yeah. hey, gorilla you've seen the gorillas at the zoo man like they're gnarly like those, yeah. those things like i feel like you like they could just rip your arms off oh hell yeah dude they're freaking powerful yeah so i'm not that strong yet but i'm working on it i want to uh, be a, <laughs> i want to be a strong gorilla Anybody that's watching this podcast or listening to it right now and they know you, they're like, yeah, that dude's strong. <laughs> I've seen this stuff. <laughs> I love it. Hey, right, your next question. The stupidest answer ever to that question. No, bro. That's a good one, man. Gorilla, you resonate with it. That's all that matters. Our spirit animal is what we resonate with, bro. I thought you'd be more because you, you had so much energy. I thought you'd be like a honey badger, man. Oh, that'd be okay. good. Too. Maybe like a mix. A gorilla <laughs> with a honey badger. Uh, but hey do gorillas eat meat actually no right yeah no i don't know i eat a lot of meat (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it all right your next question is what song whenever you hear it no matter who's around like you could be on a train surrounded by people if this song came on you actually have to start singing aloud with oh man this is this is so embarrassing (laughs) I don't know what it is about Alicia Keys, dude. <laughs> All her music, and, and, and which is really embarrassing because uh, this girl on fire just blasts. And <laughs> I'm like, a good song about her music, man. Yeah. Like, so funny that 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 song will pop up in the gym, and and uh, my wife is like, looks at me like, "Who's your song?" And I'm like, <laughs> embarrassing, because I think she got me singing it one time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking we're in the supermarket. And I'm like humming along with this girl's on fire. And she's yeah. looking at me like, you like this song? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm a man. I can't like this. Wait, there's her, her one song. Uh, is it New York? Um, uh, she. Do, I think she does do one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's one. I think it's called New York. Anyway, when I lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in my houses and my cars, back in the mortgage days in 2008. Yeah. I was driving home and I was having a conversation with myself. I was like, you got this. You're going to pull out of this. And I remember that song came on. Um, I think it was, uh, I think it was that one. And I'm like tapping the steering wheel. I'm getting into it. And I just started crying. 
like bawling tears and I'm just jamming to this Alicia King song. Like, I'm going to get through this. And, uh, so she's, she's been kind of like that music ever since that. I love that, dude. That's a beautiful answer to it as well, man. Yeah. That's dope. Um, oh yes. I like, you can tell. Yeah. I'm an open book, dude. I love it, dude. I love it. That's the best. It's to be for the best conversation. Yeah. Um, all right. Your last question. I'm interested on this one. If you could travel in time and pick somebody even present or, or past who's well-known to relatively everybody, like pretty well-known, who would you prank? Oh man, I suck at these questions. Anyone in the past or present? Yeah. Yeah. Who I could prank. Yeah. You prank anybody. Dude. Well, here's the problem. I don't think I've ever done a prank on anyone in my entire life. You serious? Yeah. You're such a fun guy. <laughs> yeah. This is interesting. Cause I'm in the firehouse, right? Yeah. That too. Pranks are everything. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind getting pranked. I don't like to prank people. Oh, wow. Very yeah. interesting. Uh, I'll take a lot of bullshit. Yeah. But I don't, I don't dish it out. Like, like when there's banter and people give me a hard time for shit and making fun of me or I was stuff like, I love it. It's great. But I never retaliate mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. And, and, uh, I don't know. That's like my childhood, my upbringing. Like, I think, I think maybe when I was a kid, I did. And I like went a little too hard in the paint, maybe and, like <laughs> cr crushed some people, you know? And I thought, wow. So like, I just never did. So I ain't a, I ain't a prankster, dude. We'll, we'll chalk it up. I'm, we'll just say that you would prank Wes and then we'll leave it at that. And we'll let him know that you'd prank him. <laughs> so much respect for that, dude. Never. I think everybody does, man. Never. Everybody does. No, th <laughs> that's good though. That's good. I like that. I like that answer. I haven't had that one, but it's actually good because it shows the kind of guy that you are. Right. Like that's not that pranks are bad. Like, I was in the military. We used to fucking do pranks all the time, but all about it. Like, it's fine. It's just, I just don't do it. Yeah, you know, like, huh? like we had crazy stuff, like in the firehouse, like all kinds of like yeah. people's boots and like the old IV bag in the ceiling squirting down on people. And um, <laughs> you know, there's even like rotten fish underneath people's mattresses. Oh. Like it got, oh. it got heavy. Yeah. I, I just never partook. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. No. Well, I, I want to jump in here because you you are doing, I mean, you and I had the chance to connect at the High Performance Summit. And then I've been, you know, paying attention to you since, you know, then and keeping an eye on stuff. And you are just have so much passion and purpose and drive in you. And you're out here really changing lives of fathers out there. I mean, specifically you're, you're going after the fathers to get them to be better examples in their lives. So what, what brought you to this point? We alluded to you being in the firehouse, but what was it that led up to this point where you jumped in and created superhuman fathers? Dude, I've been um, like coaching without knowing I was a coach for like 15 years. <laughs> like, so like I always had people that are like, Hey, help me get jacked, help me lose fat or whatever. And so I just helped people and like would write out programs for them and stuff. But I, I always had coaches. And so I always felt like I, I wasn't qualified. You know, I was just like mm -hmm. passing on stuff that I learned. And, and uh, over the years, I had more and more and more and more people, you know, dozens and dozens of people. And even to the point in the firehouse where like I, I set up a trainerized app and had like people on it, but at no point was I like, I'm a coach, you know? And when you're doing that for people, like other bullshit comes up, like in their lives, like um, they're trying to quit drinking. Like that, that's, that's a thing, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, and that's part of like trying to get the physique. So I would run into addiction stuff with guys and work through it with them, never thinking that I was like, in a position of coaching or authority or whatever. And then, you know, problems with marriage, cause that comes up when you're trying to better yourself. And, and so I was just trying to just 
having conversations with people for years and years and years and years. And, and then uh, when I started working with Big Wes, he was like, dude, uh, yeah, you're starting a coaching business. And I was like, I don't, I don't do that. He's like, you're already doing it. You've been doing it for years, man. And so like, I didn't know that I was like developing a skill just from giving a shit. And then, mm-hmm. so then once I put it out to, uh, I started Superhuman Fathers as just Instagram where I would just report my shitbag ways. Yeah. <laughs> on the stories. I'd be like, I was a, I was an asshole today and uh, <laughs> yelled at the kids again. I said I wasn't going to. And so like, it started just kind of making me more present because I knew I was going to report to the Instagram people. I didn't know, like I could, I could barely even, I didn't even know how to use it. I was just like, kind of, <laughs> I was like asking my, my, my eight-year-old, like, Hey, how do I like put a video on here? You know? <laughs> and, uh, and so then, uh, you know, after working with Wes for a little bit, I started being like, damn, I was looking at my, my firefighter, uh, retirement and I had started a new department at 36. So like, I was going to have to work till 57 to get like mm. 60% of my retirement and dumbass me like making career moves without without ever even looking at retirement, just like all right, whatever. Yeah. Like I dude, I was just I was like the sixth child of my wife. We have five kids. I was number six. <laughs> oh, which was man. Cool. I was like the cool PE teacher, but like I literally like was floating through life like a kid, dude. Like yeah. just skateboarding, surfing, party time, fun, which was great, great. I made great connections with my kids. But I had this moment of realization. I was like, this is why I'm going to leave my family. 60% of my salary. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to learn business. And so I hunkered down and started a supplement company and just like started bashing my head against the wall, trying to learn business, marketing, sales, like, you know, joining masterminds. And, and then, you know, Wes was asking me what I was doing. And he's like, you need a coach, man. Like, just trust me that you have it. He was like, one time we were on a call and he's like, he's like, bro, you do the most. You do the most. He's like, I talked to a lot of people. You do the most. And I was like, what was he talking about? I do the most. I do the most. Wes Watson says I do the most. I'm like brushing my teeth in the mirror. Like I do the most. I do the most. (laughs) That's where like um, our, our mantra, I do the we do the most we need the least came from because like that next morning I woke up and it was just like loud in my head. It was like, you do the most, you need the least. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Holy shit. That's it. That's it. That's everything. That is everything. That is the message. And then uh, I brought that to the group and I was like, Hey, I'm doing fitness coaching. And it was just like, everyone was like, yep. And, and all of a sudden, we had a business and the that's fucking, born. that's fucking epic, man. And that's like a, it's, it's wild because I think when we don't pay attention to stuff and we're just involved in it, we're not, you know, especially when we love it, right? Like you had a passion for it before you even knew it was going to be part of like your business. Yeah, yeah And yeah. you were, you were being trained for this moment because you're fucking crushing it right now, but you were being trained for this moment and you didn't know that you were going to be in this moment, which is the wild thing, right? Yeah. Which the best part is, is like all, all the, all the, the funds coming in is, is power spread the message. Like I don't need shit. I, I rent a house. I don't even want a house. I don't want to be tied down. I don't want to buy a house. I have, some, <laughs> I have some decent older cars. I have a skateboard, a surfboard. I don't need shit. Like, yeah. so what do I need? I need impact and change in men's lives. I need the message to spread. And yeah. so now we're in a position where we get to do that. And it's very, very exciting. Mm, that's amazing, bro. So I, I want to ask, cause like, you know, you, you have kind of been through the gamut of stuff. Like you, you've lost a lot and you're gaining more back now. And what was that like for you when you went through that moment as a man, as like a father and as, as a husband, like, what was that like to lose? Like, especially going through like that 2008 crisis and stuff, what was it like to lose that stuff and then be looking at yourself in the mirror? Here's the best part. So 
a lot of times when we're younger too, like we are just driven by ego. And so at, at that time, like I was, my ego was getting jerked off real hard in the, in the mortgage town when I was able to like show my parents and my friends, like how much money I was making. And, uh, and, uh, and, and I could have like, if that never happened, I could have just taken that path and just like chasing my ego and stroking it for the rest of my life. And, maybe looking down on people thinking that I was special or some bullshit like that. And, uh, and so when it was ripped away from me, I, it was painful. It was my greatest fear. Mm. Someone would ask my greatest fear, would be like to lose everything that I've earned. And it happened. And uh, I had to move in with my wife's parents. I was working an EMT job for like eight fifty an hour. Cause I would, well, let's bounce to that. Like I lost everything. I lost my cars, my houses. Like I was living with my wife's parents and, and I had to start, like I decided what I was going to do. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go be a fireman. And, uh, and so I was just like, um, I was just talking to one of my, one of my guys in our group. See, cause the economy's having a change right now. You know, it's mm-hmm. contracting. if you're in real estate and mortgage, like things are, not so easy right now it's not free flowing you got to go yeah. earn that shit and find it you know you got to differentiate yeah. yourself and um and so if you didn't set up for that and even if you did times times are going to get a little tough and so a lot of my guys even on our call today are telling me it's happening and i'm like I, i'm not worried for them you mm-hmm. understand I'm like i'm like oh you got this like it's going to be shitty. You're going to lose a bunch. You have to contract your expenses. You may even have to have to have to get a different career. Uh, but it, this will be the best thing that ever happened to you. Like it's great. Yeah. And there's what I'm like, no, it's really good. I promise. Just stay really positive when you, with your family, let them know, listen, I have skill sets. Um, the economy changes. I will, we're going to, we're going to have some rough times, rough times. We're going to have a roof overhead. We're going to have food. You know, it might not be the best food that you want or the roof that you want, you know, mm-hmm. not going to be living high on the hog, but so be it. This is good for your family to have to yeah. go through some sort of a struggle. Like that was the best shit that ever happened to me. Like that brought me down to earth and kept me there. Mm-hmm. Like Memory of that. And then I also, even now I'm like, I'm not stupid. I know I could lose everything tomorrow. I know mm-hmm. that. And it doesn't scare me. What does that do for me? I can take risks. Mm-hmm. I can take a shit ton of money, put it right back into the business and be like, fuck it. Like if I burn it all down, I have me, my family, my integrity, my work ethic, my skills. I'll rise from the dust. It's all good. Mm-hmm. So for people that are listening to this, there are people that are going through this right now. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Like, Oh, the thing that hurts the most is your ego. That's the thing that hurts the most. And realize that like yeah. that, that's the real pain you're feeling because you're going to survive. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that right there is a big point. And I was going to ask you for men out there because, you know, I run into a lot of men who are incredibly fearful of losing the comfort they're in at oh. this moment. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So what do you, what do you say to those dudes that are like sitting there like, Hey, but you know, I, I'm going to have to risk so much. Listen, manufacture hardship in your life and you'll never be afraid of losing anything. So mm. early fucking wake ups, whatever, cold showers, really hard workouts, control your food intake, like get hungry as fuck, like make your life hard, get good at, at doing hard shit. But even then, like how, how hard is that really? Like if we really look at it, we look at like, we hold people on a pedal stool that have discipline and they work out every day and you know, they control their food and they do early wake ups. You're like, wow, that guy's so disciplined, man. Like you could be working in some sweatshop and only have cold showers and like have to work 16 hours a day just to eat. Like there's people that just live like that. Nobody's giving them a pat on the back. The only reason we do is because we don't have to, we do it when we don't have to. But mm-hmm. I say live your life to try to be as hard as you can to prepare for chaos so that when it comes, you're ready for it. It's all good. 
you welcome it. And then your family knows they can count on you, that you're dependable, and that you've been prepping for these, these hard moments that are coming, and you can just roll with it. Mm, and actually yeah. appreciate it, like really appreciate it. Be like, okay, this is going to be fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I got this. You know, maybe cry a little bit, listen to some Alicia Keys, and then just get back. Hey, everyone, I want to take a moment from the episode and just let you guys know that the group over at Manly Box are getting ready to launch the most lucrative subscription I've ever seen in my life. What you're getting is a $100 subscription for only $1. Yes, that is one freaking dollar, guys. Amazing. You'll get a personalized box full of the market's leading optimization products from companies like Beam, Promix, and Revelation Nootropics. There's no catch. You guys get to cancel at any time. It's seriously just $1. It's crazy. I know. Freaking just insane. But what's the deal? Their partners at Manly are launching their new monthly subscription and are giving away those 100 subscriptions for $1. Manly has personalized monthly subscription for the busy entrepreneur with everything needed to thrive. I personally get my own subscription from Manly and I'm definitely jumping on board with this. Their products are tested by the owner who is a dear friend of mine, Luke Hartlust. And not only that, but they are truly, truly optimization products. So make sure you guys hop over to manlybox.com backslash pages backslash sign up get your one dollar box you only have until september 28th that is the time that they're doing this guys september 28th mark that on your calendar go get your one dollar subscription box and definitely let me know about it and tell me how happy you are you will not regret it all right guys make sure you hop over to manlybox.com backslash pages backslash sign up get over there Get your $1 box, September 28th. It's ready to go down. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, and, and that's a, that is a living, getting comfortable in the uncomfortable is the best thing you can try to do. Man, ever since I started entrepreneurship a few years ago, I haven't been comfortable a fucking day since then because it is fucking hard, man. You're constantly learning and I know I'm a capable motherfucker, but I am constantly being challenged on what I know and what I need to learn to help boost the business. And man, I just have not had a comfortable life since, I mean, entering entrepreneurship for sure, but getting comfortable before that, but, but getting comfortable in the uncomfortable, you put it perfectly, bro. That's where the power is. That's where you really find that strength, right? Yeah. And that's what makes life an adventure. And that's what makes you proud of yourself. And Mm. that's, that's what helped that helps you find gratitude. Like mm-hmm. if, if it doesn't suck, then there's, you just, you won't appreciate what, when it's good. So the more yeah. you suck, the more you're going to appreciate life. It's like when you eat super healthy and restrictive, like an apple tastes like an apple pie to most people better. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Like guys hammering down apple pie and they're like, this isn't sweet enough. Yeah. I only like the crumb kind. You know, it's like, <laughs> we're like eating pizza and they're like, can we put cheese in this crust? I, yeah. I don't like it anymore. It's not good enough. <laughs> it doesn't have enough cheese on it. That's what happens. You know, we just like, yeah. it's so accustomed to things that we don't appreciate it. So you take it away. Yeah. That's a really good analogy too. Cause like when you, you remove that stuff, I, you know, I went through, um, you know, my, my, you know, wife, she loves like having um, like halo ice cream, like it's healthier ice cream. It kind of keeps yeah, yeah, you in your yeah. macros and stuff. So she loves it. Yeah. She did it. She used it when she was bodybuilding and stuff. And so I was like, I like hanging out with her and like, w- like only on the weekends is really the only time we ever watch like a TV show or something. So she'll sit down at night on like a Friday night or Saturday night and she'll do that. And I was like, Oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to hop down with you. So what I would do is actually just have fruit and like a yogurt, like a clean yogurt. And yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, bro, that I was like, that to me was great. And then, like you said, I'd grab an apple and I'm like, even to this day, apples to me, I'm like, oh, this is like candy, bro. This is so yeah. good. Yeah. So, Dude, yeah. Every, every day, twice a day, I take a half a cup of cottage cheese, half a cup of Greek yogurt and this birthday cake protein powder mm. and I mix it together. I put cinnamon and I cut up an apple and put it in there. And it's mm. like, it's like 60 grams of protein. Good. 240 calories and it's like the most delicious treat and then that's mm-hmm. like that's like the extent of 
that's my snacks for the day. Like that's it. That's all I get. So like when I eat it, it's like this special moment. I'm like, it's time. <laughs> it's time. I get it. And then my little daughter, she's cool. She comes over and she's like, num nums. And I'm like, get up. <laughs> you don't get anything. I still giving her some, and I'm like, she sure is eating a lot of my. <laughs> is that good? Try it. It's amazing. I love it. I'm gonna try that, bro. That's good. Well, I want to. I want to keep moving along here because you, you, you have a lot of power in what you're doing today, and I, and I'm just so like proud of how you're showing up for fathers out there because men, men, especially our fathers and um, men that are out there with just impacting this next generation you're helping these guys get collected you're helping these guys find themselves and really find that confidence in them where are where are you finding like the biggest thread for men that they're struggling today where is it that you're finding that and honing in on to really support them yeah it's like especially guys are getting in their late 30s 40s 50s if like they've been stagnant for a long time it is tough to get that boulder rolling, you know, mm. we call it the boulder covered in moss with your feet in the mud. And, um, without some help, it's that thing just is slippery. doesn't move. Your feet are slipping. And, and they're just like, they can't figure out why they can't lose the fat, why they can't get up early. They, they say they will, and they just won't follow through why they can't control their emotions why they're continually hurting their family and they can't seem to stop. Mm -hmm. And it's all connected. I mean, all of it, because they're so upset at themselves and frustrated with the way they look, the way that they can't follow through that now they hate themselves and they're taking it out on their wife and their kids. Now they're the way that they're acting and the way they look and their results, their wife's losing respect for them and they can feel that sex is starting to become non-existent. The kid, the, the kids become a bother. There's, there's no gratitude. There's no love. There's no excitement. And they're just stuck in this shame pit. Mm -hmm. And so we got to pull them out. And mm -hmm. how do you do that? We got to start trying to get some emotion out of these guys. Mm -hmm. Start telling the truth, like start telling the truth of how really fucked up your life really is and how you're hurting your family. And like, let's really dig in to like what you're doing to your kids and your wife with the way that you're acting, the way you're living your life, the example you're setting, like let that sink in, feel it. Think about your own death. It's coming. It's looming. You have just short amount of time left, like especially when you're in your forties, especially if you're unhealthy, like you, you might have 20 years, man. Like you can yeah. get in the bed like that and, blasting your putting your body on blast like heart attacks coming cancer's coming something's coming mm -hmm. like when you when you really grasp onto this concept of like how much power you actually have to influence your family and the world around you as a normal dude like mm -hmm. i'm talking to normal dude like my my brother ryan he's a teacher he was a spanish teacher he was depressed he was uh he hit that place in his life where he was just Blah. He was blah. And he was kind of a people pleaser. He didn't want to disappoint anyone. He uh, never wanted to share his true feelings or his troubles because he, he didn't feel worthy. He was just like, how did my life turn into this? And um, he finally came to me for like the 17th time and was like asking me for macros. And I was like, here's the calories. Here's the carbs and protein. Figure out the protein or Carbs and fats, you figure out the protein. Like, I was kind of, like, irritated. Like, ask me again, you haven't done shit. Yeah. And then he, he just, like, sent me a picture two weeks later. He's like, he's like, I'm down 12 pounds. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Some action being taken here. And then we start talking a little more, and he starts opening up about his life, his feelings. Like, what he's struggling with, being honest. I was like, oh, okay. And, um. And then he, he started, then he lost 25 pounds, 30 pounds. He starts getting ripped. I was like, what's going on here? Starts walking with more confidence. Mm -hmm. Starts connecting with his wife better, being honest with her. Like being able to handle the stress at home patiently. Starts to react to his kids different. Mm -hmm. His voice was different. His words started to have power when he spoke. He already started to have some passion. And he realized that 
he just might have the seed of greatness in him, which we all do. We just have to choose to take it, mm -hmm. use it, water it, right? <laughs> and, and he did. And what happened? Well, he impacted many people's lives that were watching him. He had a massive transformation and hundreds of men changed their lives because of him. And now he, he sits on the coaching board with me as my partner in Superhuman Fathers as a representation of what's possible for a regular dude when he is living in such a disciplined way to inspire others. It's not what he's done. It's not even what he looks like. It's, it's how he's living today. Because I don't care what you've done in the past. It's still hard. It's hard. It's always hard. I don't care who you are or how amazing your life has been or how many awards you have or how many businesses you've built. Today's still hard. You still have to hold the line. So when you see someone else holding the line more than you, that's an inspiration. Mm -hmm. You can do that for other people. It's a, it's a choice. You can literally inspire the world by your actions and your discipline. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter who you are. That concept, I didn't know until I saw Ryan completely transform his life. And now I watch him inspire hundreds of men over and over and over again by the man that he's become. That happened in one year. Mm -hmm. One year, put on 16 pounds of muscle, like completely changed the creature, the human that he was. Mm -hmm. and, and like, if you can see that in yourself and realize that, I mean, he's changed the, the future of his family forever. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many guys that sit around like that. And, and <clears throat> it's funny because you said that when he was in that depressive state and he was like, how did my life get to this? One of the things you mentioned is he said, you said that um, he, he didn't want to like let anybody down. Right. But the way he was living was letting everybody down. What a trip. And that's, isn't that funny? And so many guys think that way. Yeah. Like it's crazy. And, and the thing is like when you're so ashamed of yourself, you, you, you don't want to be honest. It's really hard to be honest when you're ashamed of yourself, when you earn the confidence, then you can just like let all your bullshit out. You know, mm -hmm. you care what people think you, you, you validate yourself with your, with your own actions. Like you don't need anyone else. You don't need anyone to pat you on the back. You don't care if people hate you. You don't care. Like you just know that you're living your code in your life. That feeling is, that's the feeling of being unstoppable. Every man I talk to on the phone, I'll kind of guide the conversation and I'll help them to find that word. But without me saying it, they always say, I want to feel unstoppable. Mm. Like every man wants that. And the only way to feel that way is to do hard shit and to do it every yeah. day. But there's fear. There's fear involved in that because you're like, well, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to be uncomfortable. And, th and that's where the secret is. It's like, you can get good at being uncomfortable. You can't, can. not that it's easy, but you actually get to the point where you enjoy it. It's, it's like you thrive on it. You love it. And anyone can do it. This is not like inherent. Like you mm -hmm. can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're highly adaptable creatures. And like, uh, if we just, if we embrace that adaptability inside of us, we can persevere on anything and you can, you can change, you know, epigenetics tells us we can change 30% of our genes, right? You can change the way you feel, the way you see things, your perspective, how you live. You could, like you said, your, your brother, what he did in a year, just with his body, like you can change all of this shit. If you just make that fucking decision to say, bro, it's okay to be comfortable and I'm going to learn to love it. And I'm going to wake up. I mean, you do this, you wake every day and you're like, fuck yeah, I get to tackle today and it's going to be uncomfortable, but I'm fucking doing hard shit. Wes does that. I do that. A lot of men that run in our circle do that, but that's what separates, you know, that happiness and joy in the journey of life. Right. Yeah. And I, I think guys sometimes I go too hard in the paint. Like, um, like, uh, I, I, I love the idea of 75 hard and mm -hmm. the whole point of it is to like do it and then like learn from it and have a plan and continue. Right. But so many guys like do it with the mindset of stopping and gritting their mm -hmm. teeth at the end. Cause I have so many guys that call me and they're like, I did 75 hard. And then like, 
I lost 20 pounds and then I gained 30 when I stopped. And because we have this, this mindset of us, of an end point, and that's what men need to delete. Delete yeah. end point. There is no end. There is no stop to this. There is no rest. There's only progress. There's only getting better at suffering, but get better mm-hmm. at it. Right. Um, and so you want to hold the line wherever you make progress, you want to hold the line. And so I tell guys to make changes that they know they can do forever. And that's a scary thought. Like, like when someone's trying to quit drinking, it's, it's really hard for a guy to be like, I'm never going to drink again. Like they can say, but they don't believe it, but they can say, I'm not going to drink today. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm going to do five days. All right. I'm going to do 10 days. Right. And then at some point they, they have the, the practice and the power to be like, I'm over it. Don't need it done. I can do this forever. And that's same with like wake up times or just the effort you put in your life or workouts, like to be able to say like, I will do some sort of exercise every single day for the rest of my life. You, you want to get to the point where you can say these things and make it sustainable forever. And so some guys come out so hard in the paint and they're like, I'm going to do this 90 day sprint. And it does them no fucking good because yeah. they, do it, they do these 90 days and then they just go back to their old ways. Like, what's the point? I mean, I get like climbing a mountain, running a marathon, doing an Ironman. Like I get it. I get it. But that shouldn't be like the main focus on how to become a more effective man with a higher level of stress management. Like mm-hmm. it should be these non-negotiables that you get dialed in for life. And then you just start piling more and more on and increase your ability to handle more slowly over time. And that's how you build the man that your family needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said, I, I, there's one word you said that I fucking love and I want every guy to hear this. And what you said was sustainable. That's yeah. the key. When you can create sustainable change, not, yeah. not these fad diets or fad workouts, you sustainable change, something that you carry throughout your life. That's the key. Like when you shift your perspective to say, I'm going to do something that's a sustainable change to the way I live. That's game over, dude. You just fucking, you're, you're ahead of the curve right there, but you gotta, that's what most people don't think about. They see, like you said, 75 hard. They're like, I got 75 days to really do this. I'm going to brag about it and all this stuff. And then after 75 days, you're going to say, yeah, well, I did 75 hard. And it's like, but you didn't sustain anything. Yeah. You're like, okay. Like, yeah. (laughs) Where's that guy? (laughs) Right. Where did that guy go? Exactly. And I know that's not the point of 75 hard. Like the point is to have a reset and change your life. Mm-hmm. So when you do it, you got to go into it with a plan and an I, and that idea of like, I'm going to be a changed man forever after this, you know, and otherwise what's the point. So you can tell yeah. people you did it. Like, what do you do now? Who are you today? That's what matters. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, w- I want to ask you, because having you on like this show, w- we have a lot of followers, a lot of men who mm-hmm. are first responders. They're, you know, from these high octane lives, military or firefighters, police officers, stuff like that. And a lot of them want to talk about time management, right? Like they want to say, well, hey, bro, Kyle, I got, I got like, I'm, I'm a firefighter. I'm working all the time. I got this. I got that. I'm a cop. I got this. I got this long. And then I got my family. Like, how am I supposed to live that kind of life? I'm working hours that are weird. I got freaking, you know, I don't have predictable lunch times and shit like that. Like, how do I work this out? When you get guys coming to you that way, what do you, what are you, what's the recipe you have for them? Or what's the, the hack or trick or not even trick? What's the mindset you pass off onto them to say, Hey brother, I hear you. And yeah. So what, what do you want? It's like, what do you want? Life's about trade-offs. So yeah. what, what, where are you stumbling? Like what's holding you up? And then a lot of times, like a, one of my good friends that's in the brotherhood today, he's struggling to kind of get into that next level. And um, mm. he was starting to throw out, uh, if you're listening, I love you, bro. He's, uh, <laughs> he's starting to throw out like, like oh, you know, I've just been really stressed at work and things aren't going the way that, I, you know, I'm just really busy. Like I was on a 24 hour shift yesterday and I bought a bunch of hard boiled eggs and like, I didn't even have a lunch break and I'm just kind of waiting. And then he's like, and my wife really likes to connect with me eating bad food. And I'm just like, okay, so maybe, maybe you don't want this. Like maybe it's not what your conscience is calling you to do. 
Like, mm-hmm. well, good. Maybe you're good where you're at. Right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you're not good where you're at. Then you're a grown-ass man, and life is about trade-offs. So you're telling me you're trading your best self of who you're literally being pulled towards by your conscience, and you have misery because you're not there or not living that way, that you're trading that with having fatty meals with your num-nums with your wife. <laughs> you're blaming this on your wife. But yeah. can we start telling the truth right now? And it's like, why are you t- blaming? Your, your wife doesn't care. Like you're eating because you want the stress relief and the dopamine. It's an addiction. You're not where you want to be and you're letting food control you. Like, let's just be honest. It's like, yeah, you're right. Like I'm stressed and I want to eat. Okay. Now we can talk about this. Do you want to cure your stress with food? Or do you want to reach your goals and your potential? That's it. It's very simple. What do you want? It's like, I want to reach my goals. Okay. (laughs) That's a good start. So now we know what we truly want. We got to stop making goddamn excuses and blaming other people or circumstance. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to live, if we're talking about fitness and you want to live the lean life and continue to make progress into your thirties, forties, fifties, like you're going to run all night on the truck. Probably not the truck. The truckers are sleeping on the engine (laughs) while the truckers are snoring and sleeping in. (laughs) And you're going to come home and it's going to be 4.30 in the morning and maybe you have training at 8. You're going to get your workout in. Yeah. Oh, but Kyle, you got to sleep. It's not healthy. What do you want? What do you want? Yeah. That's the answer. <laughs> it's all trade-offs. And so if you think of things as trade-offs, you're like, eat, you're, you have this moment where you're like, you're at a barbecue and there's shitty food everywhere. And you're like, I'm just going to let loose. And it's like, stop and ask yourself, what do you want? What are you trading right now? What are you trading in your life to have this feeling in your mouth? And is it mm-hmm. worth it? Right? So it's this heightened level of awareness that we got to teach our guys. And that's no different than in the home when your wife's going crazy. Last night, my, my daughter touches our fire, uh, our fire pit, burns her hand. Goddamn, my fault. Mm-hmm. I wasn't watching her. So I fucked that up. So her hands, not really, I don't see any blisters or anything, but it hurts, you know? Mm-hmm. And so she starts freaking out. My kids are all over the place. I got five kids. They're all going nuts. They're fighting. And it's like, my wife starts losing it. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, this is the time for dad to step, step up. Like, mm-hmm. I can't get sucked into this. I can't. I have to take over. Like, I have to be the man, the steady rock in this moment. And so I got to take the baby the kitchen's a mess. I'm going to clean the kitchen. I'm going to make sure my wife is good. I'm going to, ha- I'm going to talk to the kids about the way they're talking to each other and disrespect. I might make them do a thousand burpees, but I've got to keep it calm. And that is no different. Like, what do I want? I want to calm home with good relationships and I want to be the leader to my family. I could trade that with getting sucked into the chaos and yelling and screaming, being part of that. Mm-hmm. it's a trade and it's the same muscle you use not to eat shit it's the yeah. same it's the same that's why when guys get their workouts in their wake-up times and their macros dialed their nutrition they start being more present fathers they start being yeah. more aware because you have to be aware that your hand is reaching for that bag of oreos just like you have to be aware when you're about to blow up mm. I love that brother. Dude, that was so good, man. That right there is just fucking gold for all of our guys out there that are in these jobs where we understand, we understand that life, but it's all choices. It's all choices about what you, what you desire, what you want to be like, how you want to show up and how you want to influence, you know, valid excuses are still excuses. So like, but your valid excuses will still not get you where you want to go. So you can, you can listen to your valid excuses all day if you want. You're still going to be stuck where you're at. Exactly. Or you exactly. can just say, I'm fucking unstoppable. Nothing mm-hmm. will stop me from accomplishing my goals and just go all in. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, brother. Ah, oh, so good, man. This has been like flown by. I just looked up. I'm like, holy shit. We've already gone almost an hour. I'm like, holy crap. Brother, you are amazing. You're doing epic shit. Your business is blowing up right now. Superhuman fathers. 
we're going to link all this stuff in the show notes, but tell us where we can find you, how guys can get in your ecosystem, how maybe they can get part of anything you got going on. And then let us know what you do have going on right now. That's available for guys. Yeah. The Instagram's the best place to kind of get to know me. That's at superhuman fathers, superhumanfathers.com. You can uh, go and download my ebook or you can, uh, uh, click the join me button and uh, one of our guys or myself will reach out to you and answer your questions about being part of the superhuman fathers brotherhood where uh, we're about, man, we're, we're about three, 350 almost strong. Wow. That's of, awesome. Uh, group of fathers that are relentlessly attacking their vision to be the best for their families and um, being very, very progressive in our lives and giving up our excuses and holding each other accountable um, in a place that is, um, wide open, honest, vulnerable, and, uh, is, a the foundation built on a lot of man tears. So <laughs> if you're a guy that's afraid of uh, dudes crying, then probably don't hang out with us because we let, we get that shit out. And, um, it's just a great group of men that, um, helps each other through our shit. We have round tables where we bring our problems. I bring my own problems to the group and we try to figure it out with our hundreds of years of parenting and marriage. That's beautiful, bro. I love that, man. I can't, I can't, recommend... what's that? And we get jacked. Yeah, we get jacked. That's, that's a big piece to it. No, I couldn't recommend you more, brother. You're, you're an amazing human. What you're doing right now to help men everywhere is fucking epic, man. So everybody that doesn't know Kyle or have checked him out, please go make sure you guys do that. Check out the show notes. We'll have it all linked in there, brother. You're an amazing, amazing dude. My last question before I let you get back to the family, your amazing, beautiful family is what does the art of masculinity mean to you? Mm. This is to me, the most masculine thing you can be is to be dangerous as fuck. And a, an aggressive man that attacks any problem, any dream, any vision, any goal, but at the same time is like, the ultimate approachable, loving, patient, full of service, compassionate. That's the ultimate man right there. Mm. Mm. I love that brother. That's a good, that's a, that's a beautiful way of putting it, man. All right. Well, everybody listening, remember to drop the ego and stay humble until next time, guys. Thanks, Kyle.